0: Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the secret story behind every book. Now, joining me today is someone that I've talked to several times before. His name is Gene P. Abel, and today he's here to talk about his romance novel, The Inn of Destiny. Gene is an interesting, creative, and eclectic author. And Gene and I have talked about books that he's written, political books, a time travel series, a book about alien visitation. And if you haven't heard any of those previous interviews, I suggest that you listen to them. Gene's background is so interesting. He's a distinguished military graduate from Penn State University with a degree in finance. He also has an MBA from Lehigh University. He began his active military service at the conclusion of his graduate degree at Lehigh. He was promoted to colonel, he completed the Army War College, and he was nominated for general. He received the Army Commendation Medal and the Meritorious Service Medal twice. He's also worked as a nuclear weapons officer in the artillery branch of the Army, he served as an Army finance officer, and he has 30 years of service as a commissioned officer in the U.S. Army and Army Reserve. And as always, Jean, I have to thank you so much for your service. And he's also been a highly successful business executive on both the public and the private sector. You are so interesting. I cannot wait for us to talk about this book because it is such a different place for you. Welcome, Jean. It's such a pleasure to have you back.
1: Well, thank you, and I I want to thank you very much for your very kind comments, Uh, um, and I I did uh, think it was an honor to serve this country uh, in in the Army, and uh, I had uh, very, very uh, positive um, experiences uh, in doing that.
0: You know, when I read your background the first time, I was just blown away, and I've looked at you know you and I have talked probably 3 or 4 times about different books and every time that we talk I've I see something different about you that I find interesting and I think that your background is so interesting because it just it doesn't part, for part of the thing, the political piece the time travel piece and the alien visitation piece the the, the books that you've written in those genres I think the military service has been an interesting way to spin this because it gives an insider perspective. But you have just gone in such a different direction with the end of Destiny. I'm very curious. What prompted you to go from that kind of genre to the romance genre, the most popular genre in the country, I might add?
1: Well, it's interesting because um, the order uh, is just reversed. The end of destiny popped into my head literally uh, about a month after I retired. I retired early because my late wife had cancer and Carol uh, was very sick. Fortunately, I could retire from the public school system, and I did so early. I was only 58 years old. Uh, After I retired, all of a sudden – this whole book was somehow in my head. I have no idea how, and it was so intense that at times I woke up a couple of nights at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and actually got out of bed and sat down and wrote down thoughts. But within two weeks, everything that is in the book was written down as an outline, and I cannot to this day tell you how.
0: You've just described. prompted me. You've just described a really creative brain, is what you've done. This is something that fiction writers do. Fiction writers are exactly the people that you just described. A fiction writer's brain gets them up in the middle of the night with a scene that, if they don't write it down, you don't remember it the next morning. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just had to say that because you've just described to me. A description that I have heard from many, many people who write fiction. So go ahead with your well, thoughts.
1: I, I mean that's that's very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I so I, I sat down and I wrote the book, and I was very fortunate because um, uh, after my my late wife's uh, initial treatment, she had a period of um, remission. And she sat down and read what I had written. And she said to me, she said, you know, you guys really don't understand women very well. (laughs) And so she began editing the book, especially uh, when it comes to the relationship of men and women uh, from a female perspective. So she did this. I had the book published. And quite frankly, it didn't go anywhere. It was a self-published book. Uh, Later on, I tried to get a, a mainline publisher to take a look at it without success. It sat for about 18, 19 years, believe it or not. Somebody saw the original book, and they said, hey, this, this is an interesting story. You've you, you, you you've got a whole bunch of things going on here. You've got a good storyline. You've got romance. You've got uh, uh, some sex. you got the whole nine yards. So I took a look at it, and I had it republished once, and then uh, I, I took a look at it a third time. When I began working with Indigo River Publishing, uh, which is the publisher thats is, is, that I'm working with and has published all of my books recently, they took a look at the book, and they liked it as well. This time, I also had my this time my current wife, uh, Susan, also read the book, and she liked it, and she said, I'd like to interject a few other things uh, from the female perspective. So the interesting thing is that my book, as it now is, has the perspective of, two of my wives, my late wife and my current wife, which I think has made it stronger. Uh, the publication that is currently out there with the very attractive redhead and, uh, on the cover and uh, the Eiffel Tower in the corner um, is much more pr- professionally done. The editing, the f- uh, formatting, uh, the cover, uh, Indigo River paid a lot of attention to making sure that those things were all very uh, proper you know, and, and well done. So that's how this book became, uh, got to the market. And yes, it is very different than my others. And you know, one of the things that I, I think maybe contributes to my uh, uh, writing different things on different genres and different subjects is because I was very fortunate in that I had a multifaceted background. Um, From being in academia, from being in the military, to being in private industry, and then at the end working in a public school system. So uh, I think that contributed possibly to my writing all of these different genres and different things uh, uh, the way I have.
0: Can you hear me shaking my head? I'm agreeing with you completely because yeah, I you know, was going
1: to say so I hope it's up and down and not.
0: So I just, <laughs> no, it was up and down. Not no. Yeah, it was up and down. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's really interesting because when I looked at this book, and because you and I have talked previously about the other books, I, I didn't realize that this was the first book, and that's even more interesting. And it, I'm, I've got to ask this question out of my own curiosity, if for no other reason. What's your process like when you wrote this book? When you sat, was it one of those where, um, are you an outliner or are you a pantser? Do you sit down and did you outline how the action was going to take place and know what came next and all you had to do was write the dialogue and fill in the blanks? Or did you sit down at the computer or with a pad and the movie started in your head and you recorded what you saw? Usually people fall into one or two.
1: The outline started in my head, the whole outline, and I couldn't get it down fast enough on the yellow pad. After I completed that, I then sat down at the computer, took a look at the outline, and then the words just flowed uh, at that point. Uh, I don't know what you call that process, but that's what happened in this particular case.
0: That's just called a creative brain writing fiction. I mean, this is <laughs> you. Yeah. When I talk to fiction writers and I have to say, now I've written a little fiction myself, but no, I've never had anything published. Not fiction. I've written nonfiction. I have four or five nonfiction books, but not fiction. But I've experienced exactly what you're talking about. And when we talk about that as having that visual um impact that just, I mean, you cannot describe this well enough so that someone who doesn't understand that creative process can understand it, because it sounds a a little crazy to somebody that's listening to it, because the characters are not any actor that you ever saw. They have their own face. They have their own personality. Actors, the, the characters in the book won't do certain things because it's out of that character's Genre to do, and so they won't do it. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting process, and it's it it's fascinating for me to hear you say this because you've not said this kind of thing to me about any of the other books, and so this gives me a whole different insight and a whole different way to view you, Gene. Your writing is different than I thought it was, and I think that's very exciting. Do you think you'll write another fiction book?
1: Oh, it's possible. Right now, I'm knee deep in trying to deal with the ones that I've already written. I mean, (laughs) uh, uh, and this, you know, this this whole the whole storyline of this particular book was, and it, you know, I think it's something most people can relate to. Uh, This is a young woman uh, in her mid thirties who, because of their busy life, wants to interject some spice back into her marriage. Uh, the book, for the most part, portrays a, a woman seeking to accomplish that within the bounds of her marriage, not uh, extra uh, extramarital affairs. So what she does is she sets up a weekend to try to ignite the physical relationship with her husband, and while they're in the inner destiny, They both have a set of intense dreams, dreams that they remember when they wake up. Like most of us don't remember everything we've dreamt or even anything of what we dreamt. They remembered everything, and they were intense at the time. Jackie had a dream about a potential sexual interlude with someone that would have destroyed her marriage. Her husband, Jerry, had three dreams. Two of them related to financial transactions that he was involved with, and the third a catastrophic event that I won't go into in detail. I'll let that for the reader that would change everything when they get back home and they go back to their nine to five reality, unbeknownst to them, the dream of Jackie begins to unfold. As it does, she remembers and she pulls back from the precipice of the disaster that her dream unfolded and described. She says nothing to her husband. Her husband's dreams begin to unfold. He has had said nothing to her about his dreams. At some point, they talk to each other about what they have experienced, and that sets off a her series of events that I think uh, are somewhat interesting at least to me uh, the only time in the book that Jackie and her girlfriend Mary stray from this monogamy of, uh, of, of you know having their physical life within their bounds of their marriages I do have one incident near the end of the book where there's a New Year's Eve party and at the end of the New Year's Eve party they sort of uh, bring in the New Year by uh, swapping husbands, but other than that, the book is um is uh within the bounds of, of of the marriage and what i've done is although i've been very suggestive in the book and it's uh, is somewhat erotic so in the book i i don't go specifically into the details I let that for the reader's imagination
0: I like that I think you've done a super super job on this book. It's intriguing. There's mystery. I mean, I just love what you've done with this book. Now, why did you set it in Princeton, New Jersey? I have a connection with Princeton, New Jersey. And when I read that, I thought, Princeton, and it just immediately came back into my mind. I love that town.
1: Well, again, I, I don't know, because the whole idea just popped in my head and Princeton was there. Um, I don't know whether it's because uh, Jerry went to New York and was a financial, uh, you know, a, a guru in New York and they was the a commuting possibility. I, I really can't explain it. Just, it was just part of what popped into my
0: head. I love it. So you're talking about such a wonderful creative process. now. One of the things I think that is terrific is that the book is on Amazon, and we'll talk about that a little more in a minute, but you've got an audio excerpt on Amazon, which I thought was terrific. Now, the book is also available as an audio book, right?
1: Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it's in three phases. It's a soft copy. It's an ebook, And it is an audio book. And I, the audio book, um, I think... It gives another dimension to it. I mean, I'm the writer of the book, obviously. I've read it God knows how many times. But when I listened to the complete audio version of the book that was done by a very talented uh, voice actress, um, I heard things and I have a perspective or got a perspective from the book that I didn't get by just reading it. So, you know, I think the audio version of this book uh, is especially uh, effective. And I I, I really recommend the audio version as well as the others, but you can buy all three if you want to.
0: (laughs) Spoken like a true author. (laughs) I love it. But you're right. There's a a brain theory that talks about how we process um, information. And it, mm-hmm. it talks about the fact that if someone sits there and they're reading the book silently, I mean, for me, when I read a book like that silently, it's a just a movie starts in my head and, and I see the characters and and the action unfolds. And I think it's like that for most people, but that's one part of the brain. Then when you hear it either read aloud or you read it aloud yourself, that information is processed in a whole different place in your brain. And so it makes perfect sense to me that as the author, you have heard this in your head. You heard it in your head when you were writing it, you heard it in your head as you reread it. And to hear someone else's voice read your work changed the way that you perceived your own work, and I think that's perfectly logical. And I agree with you. I like the audiobook very much. She's she does a really really nice job. I know that we have talked about this enough that our listeners are going, where can I find it? And I've already said you can get it on Amazon. So let me give you specific names and spell things for them. The book title is The N-I-N-N of Destiny, D-E-S-T-I-N-Y, by Gene, G-E-N-E-P, period, Abel, A-B-E-L put that in the search box on amazon click it and the cover will come up with that beautiful redhead and the eiffel tower is there some significance there for jackie in that cover
1: my uh, my late wife uh, was an irishman and a redhead
0: oh so a bit of an homage <laughs> oh, a bit of an homage that's wonderful i like that then when you go to there's a, an excerpt that you can listen to do the audio book. Just click on it and it will play and you will fall right into the book. Now, I have to warn you, the audio book example excerpt is hot stuff. So get ready if you listen to the audio part of the book. Jean really sets a scene that you will drop right into, but it's it's hot stuff. So, Gene, you really you did a good job. And and what I like is that you said you take people right up to the moment, and then it's the next morning. So that's <laughs> I love it that you let the the reader use their own imagination. Now,
1: one of the other things that one of the other things that I am considering is um, I may have a video book trailer produced for this book. Oh yeah. Um, um, I'm working on one for my sci-fi series right now, and that may be another um, uh, avenue that I use to uh, um, entice people to read the book. The other thing is that, you know, when um, when somebody writes something, or, you know, they, they probably think, oh, it's pretty good. But, you know, that's not the important uh, issue. The issue is what do other people think? I just want to give you a, a long sample of some of the five-star Amazon reader comments about this book. I've been very, very encouraged and thankful for these comments, but here, here they are. Enjoyable read. Interesting and imaginative, heartwarming, and enjoyable book. Not the average romance novel. An imaginative take on a romance that will leave a lasting impression. Enjoyed it. Fun. Imaginative romance. The book has a clever premise that really delivers. Perfect for readers who like to mix a little supernatural with their contemporary romance. This is a book that will leave you thinking long after you finish. So those are some of the five-star comments that are on Amazon about the book. And like I say, I was very, very pleased, obviously, with those comments and encouraged by
0: them. It's always wonderful when you can read positive comments about something that you've written. And I couldn't agree more. I thought, this is so creative. And it fits the, the romance genre. But whoever said with a twist, a supernatural twist, is exactly right. And so it's... A classic romance, but it's got that twist in there that makes it more interesting and more intriguing to read. Because you really, you start to think, okay, what's going to happen next? Just like you would with a mystery. And so, I, good job. I think you really did an excellent job on this, especially the the structure and the way much. you put it together. Sure. Now, you've got a website. Let's give our listeners your website so they can find you.
1: My website is Jean. Gene- P. Abel Books, that's plural, G-E-N-E-P-A-B-E-L-B-O-O-K-S dot com.
0: No spaces, right? That
1: will take you to my no spaces. Okay.
0: And so they go to there, and what will they find there?
1: They'll bring up my website. My website begins with uh, my two sci-fi books at the top. And all of my books are listed. If you click on the cover of each of my books, it will take you directly to that book. You can read parts of it. I uh, have reader comments from each of my books, and it gives you a perspective of what the book is really about. Under each and every book, there is a little red square or uh, oblong uh, uh, rectangle, I guess is the right word. You click it. And it will automatically take you to the place on Amazon where you can buy the book.
0: Is it available anywhere else besides Amazon, Jane?
1: Oh yes, it's all over. I mean, it's in. It's in. Uh, for instance, you can you can get it from uh, uh, Walmart. You can get it from uh, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, I believe books a million. Uh, if you, in fact, if you Google either my name. Uh, or my books, you will see a whole list of the different sites, so Goodreads is another one I believe has so it, it's available from a lot of different uh, sources, not just amazon. Uh, I've chosen Amazon to have the 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 hot link in my in my website uh, because they have the uh, the option of of the reader comments, and I think that's good uh, I've also included on my website some information about me as a writer and my wife, Susan Ann, was kind enough to do a YouTube video on the inner destiny, and you can listen to her uh, describing the book as well.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Now, you, are you doing any of the other social media? Are you doing Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of the other Yes, buttons? I'm on all of them. You're on all I'm, of them?
1: I'm on all of them. Yeah, I have both a personal and an author's account, for instance, on Facebook. I do Twitter uh, Instagram. Um, we are, uh, we are looking at other avenues, uh, to, um, uh, try and, uh, increase the exposure to me as a writer, as well as to my individual books. As I said, the, the, or the book trailer, uh, video book trailer is uh, the latest, the thing that we're looking at, um, working with one right now for the, the sci-fi series, as I mentioned, and I'm very seriously considering one for the inner destiny.
0: Excellent, um, and they'll be able uh, to find you on YouTube. You'll have a YouTube channel, probably just under your name, Gene P. Abel.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't. I guess I have a YouTube channel. That's one of the technical things I have to get with my publicist. I'm really not great on that, some of the technical aspects, <laughs> but uh, you you can Google it, and it will come up. Yes.
0: Perfect. Now you know what my last question is going to be. This is a really wonderful. Hot romantic book. Do you just want the reader to be entertained and there's nothing wrong with that? Do you want them to just, when they close that back cover for the last time, to just sit there and smile and say, Wow, this was a terrific read? Is there anything else you want them to take away, or do you just want them to feel good about what they've just read?
1: Well, for a lot of people, uh, for some people, uh, they may think about their own life. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, whatever I've put in there will help. Um, One of the great things that uh, that I had done earlier on is I had the book reviewed by a gentleman by the name of Rhett Morgan. Uh, He works with uh, Kirkus, and after he got done interviewing me and talking about the book, uh, his conclusion, and this is what I would leave uh, one of the listeners with, is, by the book, that was his recommendation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do better than that, I'd say, Jean. <laughs> you know, as always, it is just a pleasure to talk with you. You're so interesting. You're so eclectic. You've done so many things, and your writing is so good. Thank you so much for being my guest on Books. Thank on you it.
1: very much for their kind comments. My I,
0: pleasure. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Now remember, you can find the romance novel The End of Destiny by Gene, G-E-N-E, P, period, Abel, A-B-E-L, on Amazon, and look at all of the other books that Gene has written and remember. He and I have talked about all of those, and if you want to go back and find those interviews, please do. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.